Let's go. I'm a bulldog. What's up, everybody? It is a commitment day here on Dog Nation. Uh, as I uh, definitely not going to uh, spill any secrets here because the teaser are who it is. Uh, this is a new G day, and that would be CJ to UGA. Uh, CJ Washington, man. Hey, hey, what's up, big man? How are you doing today, man? Is this what is this day you dreamed it would be? I mean. It really is. It's just, you know, a blessing, and I'm really thankful for it. So, CJ, I think I'm going to let a lot – now, here's the rules, guys. You know we do these all the time with a, with a new commitment or whatever. So, um, you guys get your questions ready, get your popcorn ready, and uh, we're going to be talking to CJ. And I'm going to talk to him maybe reporter style for maybe, maybe two minutes. And then after that, I'm going to turn him over to you guys. Uh, you got a question for CJ? You want to know anything about CJ Washington? Well, this is your chance. Um, I think, you know, hey, CJ, we were talking yesterday and we were we were doing a lot of things. But yeah. uh, this is the first attention grabber for, for me. And and I guess it's this is what your coaches at Cedartown tell you. When Nick Chubb was your age, you guys, were you stronger, bigger, physically? How do you compare to Nick? when he was heading into his junior season at Cedartown High School. Do you know anything about the lifts and how close you are to big man or speed-wise? I mean, it's fascinating that, that you're on this sort of path and you have that, <laughs> that type of country strong. Um, yeah. I guess you were bigger as a freshman and sophomore than Nick, I guess? Yeah, I am. And um, I actually did uh, my mats – well, my recent mats um, – that's what Kobe Pryor ended with his senior year. Was that bench? Yes, sir. And you, what did you, you got 375 on video for your Twitter clip, but you told me you got 385 a little after that. Like that was, that was your one rep max recently. Yeah, we got, um, I, I'm still working on bench too. And we also do like speed bench and like, so I hurt my, I hurt my leg recently. So like, um, we are like we just helping me like get back like better and stuff, and we're doing more explosion and stuff like that. CJ, when you uh, when you break it down to it, I mean, I think this goes back to like what seventh grade for you when you were kind of feeling a certain type of way about Georgia. I mean, in your own words, man, like how long has this been? You've been feeling that you might be a bulldog one day. <laughs> since seven like ever since seven ever since i touched the campus that's the only college i really been talking about but like as i hit like as i got my first offers i mean as i got my first offer and then more offers it's like i was actually like just looking into them like as in like uh, i was looking at like how they played um how did the season go and like just looking at the coaches and like who actually like got in touch with me more man uh, you know, CJ, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people saying, welcome CJ, Antoine Middleton <laughs> says, staying home, Damon Smith says, glad you stayed home. Is that big for you, CJ? Just, you know, like, <laughs> Rico Hardman told me once is like, if you're from the state of Georgia and you want to represent your home state, why don't you go play for your home state school? I mean, why not do it for your home, home state school? Is that the way you look at it too, or? How do you feel about staying at home and being a bulldog? Well, honestly, <laughs> if if I had took a visit to LSU and it felt like home, 
like mm-hmm. there, like better than what it felt like at Georgia, then I would have just went to LSU. Like I don't see it as like like I should like represent my state because like I'm I'm like born in Georgia. Like I love Georgia, don't get me wrong, but like I just went like about like how I felt about the school and like where did I like get that bond. And like I just I had a real good connection with Georgia and like especially when I touched the campus in my seventh grade year. <laughs> and then you started feeling it. And your first game yet yeah, last year was for the your first game as a recruit in the stand. I think yeah. I did it because I remember that conversation. If you see my background, that's the red LED lights from the Georgia Notre Dame game. What was that like mm-hmm. for you, man, being there in that house? And did you start feeling a certain type of way after that? So like the first game, I still remember it. So like um we got there. I mean, I was just smiling the whole way, like, especially till I got there. So, like, uh, got there, still smiling. Um, and then they gave me, like, a host or whatever. We ate. They got to know me better. And then music came on. Boom, they started dancing. I was like, they like this? So then I started dancing. They was just hyping me up. I was like, all right, this, you know, this dope. I like it. So I was just digging it. And then, like, uh, game time came. And then they played this little highlight thing. And I really, like, I, I fell in love with that. That was kind of cool to me. And then once we hit the field, everything, like, just went crazy. And then, like, just seeing them, like, warm up and stuff was, like, that was that was fun. That was fun. And then the atmosphere is just crazy. I, and now I would, like, I would love to be a part of that. Is that what goes through your mind? Or you, like, just imagine yourself being one of those guys warming up and out there on the field and – thinking how hype that would be one day to be you. Is that really what it's like? Yeah, I actually, so like, um, so like I was, <laughs> coach just text me, but I was, uh, so like, who did I talk to? So I talked to one of my coach, like from this travel thing. And then also, I forgot his name. I think it's like, it's Anthony, forgot his last name, but he played with the Steelers. And then um, I got to talk to him. He was like, um, when he was young, I'll still do it to this day. So, like, he was like, um, believe that I can do it. And then vision and, like, envision. And, like, I really thought, like, that actually talked to me. And it opened me up because, like, I, like, just – I see football. And, like, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, that's me. And then – and then once like practice time come, I actually try to do it. And I believe I just show out at practice. And then whatever I do at practice, you know, you got to take it to the game because you practice how you play. And that's really it. That's true. You say, man, what do you do to get get so strong, man? You got a secret. You got you drinking. Is that whey protein? Is that some uh, guava melon juice? What do you? What oh do you eat? my. What are you doing, man, to get that strong, man, in Chubtown, man? It can't be the water in Chubtown, right? <laughs> Part of it got to be the water. <laughs> Part of it got to be the water. <laughs> all right, but, um, but all honesty, like, when I was in elementary, and, like, um, I used to hang out with my uncles a lot. Like, they're not, they're not big at all, but, like, it was bigger than me, of course. So mm-hmm. as I was in um, coming up to the fifth grade, they actually got, like, they got onto me. They was like, um, do I really want to play football? Do I want to take a series? I was like, yeah. So it really started there. They made me run hills in the morning, work out, uh, push-ups, stand a push-up position. If I come down, then I had to do push-ups. Like, I had to do, like, five push-ups and stay back up. 
And then they'll set a timer. And as I like got older to the middle school, it kind of helped me out because I already had the strength going for me and like I was already prepared. And then high school came close to this thing, like got on me every day, got me stronger, helped me out. Or speed up. Uh protein. I actually didn't have protein and and middle school. So like I got it my ninth grade year and then we also got like this pre-workout drink that we drank before workouts, me and Nick. And then that kind of helps you out too, because like it gets your like body flowing and you can do a lot, move a lot and like, you know, move with a tempo and like you can get uh, a lot of things done. Hmm. CJ, as promised, these fans are uh, all up in A gap, B gap, C gap, man. <laughs> I'm going to let them uh, take over. Jacob, uh, Jacob O'Neill and Jermaine Dunbar are just saying that's a big kid. <laughs> uh says great worth ethic ethic you play how you practice uh joel moody's got a good question joel thanks for joining us tonight joel wants to know you're listed as an athlete what positions do you think you could play in college i think i don't know if you noticed this cj but they just basically re-rated you from athlete to inside linebacker this week um what do you think you yeah, could play that. with georgia I, you've always told me, dude you'd play wherever wherever they need you um, what do you think your possibilities you could play at the next level for Georgia? Oh, honestly, um, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing a lot, a lot of uh, running back this year for our school. So, like, if I fall in love with that, then like, of course, I'm gonna talk to like Georgia, let them know. But um, linebacker, they just moved me to linebacker this uh, this year. They say I'm doing well at it. Defensive end, yes. It's not really like all about that. Um, you got to learn how to drop, read, because I can get the quarterback anytime I want. Um, but yeah, like honestly, I really don't know. But like linebacker, I am kind of liking it. Uh, running back, of course, I like that. I've been playing that since I was seven. Uh, Chad Buchanan says, "Love to have C.J. Washington." Jacob <laughs> uh, O'Neill is asking a question, so he's a junior in high school. Yes. This is a junior in high school, bench pressing right at 385 pounds. I guess back when you were doing cleans, you were getting up like what, 340, 350 before the, the little setback with your legs? What were you doing power clean wise before that? Uh, power clean, I actually, I think I actually ended, because we had twos before I hurt myself. I think it was 340 for two or 335. It was one of those. So that's the. That's the Nick lift you got to get to right there because I believe he was at 400 while he was in high school. Which he, he was. He was. I think he was. Um, and Kobe actually – Kobe Bryant almost hit 405 as a, a senior too. Good. Huh. Uh, Tom Lavelle. It's dinner time, man, so some people are going to ask food questions, CJ. Uh, Tom Lavelle wants to know what is your favorite meal? <laughs> oh, honestly, man, I really don't. I really don't know because, like, uh, last year as a sophomore, we actually ate, like, steak before a game, uh, chicken tenders, um, like, spaghetti, chicken, barbecue, uh, pork. Like, we just ate stuff like that. So, I mean, I really don't – I'm not really a, like – I really don't have a favorite meal. Mm. I really don't. But if if I had to go, like, based off what was last year, I'd probably do – I'll probably go with the states. Wow. Uh, James Kennedy wants to know, what are your goals that you will have when you get to Georgia? 
Well, first off, I'm going after the alpha dog, of course. Um, I'm going to try my best to play early and really start my own legacy. Nick had his. Another good question here. Uh, CJ, somebody wants to know, I think it's uh, – I think it, their, their name's written in Sanskrit, at least on my phone. Uh, CJ, what made you decide to commit so early, man? How, what's your answer to that question? Well, honestly, I, I knew where I wanted to go. So, like, to me, I didn't want to waste, like, the college's time and, like, them just blowing me up back and forth. And me, like, I'm not going to say pretending, but, like, it's kind of, I'm going to say it's kind of wasting, like, their time, my time. Because, like, if I know where I want to go, I just want to get it over with and, like, just choose, like, now. Because I already knew I wanted to go since second grade. Hmm. CJ, what, what were your – like, I see it from anywhere from 18 to 21. How many sacks did you actually have last year for Cedartown, man? Do you know? I think it – I know – I think it was 21. But, like, one game, Carlton, you can see – I think I had 11 sacks that game. But, like, the ones for myself, I think I had six. Because at Carlton um, – not Carlton. I think it was Central Carlton. Uh – but, like, that game, uh, you can see where, like, I had the quarterback, but, like, I also had somebody else come in and hit him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it was 21. Uh, CJ, Mark Morris, one of our good friends of the show, uh, uh, he wants to know, what do you think your greatest strength is as a football player? Pretty good one. Yeah. Um, greatest strength. Is it like, like that type of strength or like? Yeah, what do you think maybe if you look at all your tools, everything you do well, which one do you think is maybe the one you rely upon the most to make plays on the field, man? What, what, do, you, what do you think you call upon the most to be great? As in like attacking a quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. Just you, you think the way you pass rush, the way you, you fire off the ball, you think that's I, what you do on the field? Yes, I will. Yes, I see my get off, my get off and hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody have some people having fun with it, CJ. They say it sounds like he needs to lift more. <laughs> <laughs> you know these yeah. weights. Uh, Enrique Marilla wants to know what's it like to actually work out with Nick Chubb. Are you just is are you just happy that you guys are not taking a whole lot of plates off when? when you're going back and forth and you guys are kind of working with the same weight, I mean, and you're not constantly taking weight off. I mean, what for you, man, what, what's it like for to work out with Nick Chubb? You've been working out with him for like a year and a half now or something like that, right? Yeah. Almost two years. Um, <laughs> it's crazy because like y'all see Nick as like an NFL player. Like he's a good guy. Don't get me wrong. But like, I can't, I don't see him as like, of course he's famous, but I don't see him like, as that type of dude. I see him as, like, to me, I see him as, like, a big bro because, like, he teaches me a lot, get on to me. Like, he makes sure I need, like, like uh, I need to get done what I need to get done. And, like, he's just cool to be around. And, like, he, just like me, he's, like, another guy that's still trying to get better. Mm -hmm. uh, Noah Sheldon says, simply, this guy sounds like a Georgia Bulldog. I would have to agree, uh, Noah. Um, Chris Moore wants to know if you're ready for the Carrollton game, man. Apparently that's one that's circled on the schedule. <laughs> that's, 
that's the one that's the one in Rome, right? Yeah, that's uh when I'm going against the um linebacker. Uh I think it's Chad, Chaz, something like that's that. That's Chambliss, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going against each other. It's another dog that's dog on dog crime right there, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Chris McClendon has a good question. And guys, make sure you pop your questions and get them in because there's a lot, but uh, we're not going to take up all 30, 45 minutes with CJ tonight. He's got some uh, things to get to as well, celebrating a big day. But uh, Chris McClendon wants to know, CJ, what's something you think you need to get better at for this upcoming season? Where you got to get better? What's an area where you're going to see you're, you've put, you're put in the work now to have a much better season in uh, 2020? Well, honestly, to me, I do need to work on um, really – I'm, I'm, I do need to work on, like, linebacker, like, reads, drops, because, like, I'm I'm really new to it because they just moved me uh, this year. Um, that's what I would say because, like, everything else, like, I'm still, like, working on, like, weights, uh, ball get-off hands. It's just the only thing I'm not really, like, uh, working on is linebacker stuff, like dropping and coverage and stuff. Mm. CJ Nate Sells has a question that we're bouncing across the Facebook comments and the YouTube comments. Nate Sells is from YouTube. He wants to know what are you most excited about coming to Georgia? What what are you most excited about with all this? Being a part of the family, being a bulldog. Uh, Noah Sheldon says Cedartown boys are always good. Uh, man, a lot of strong guys, man. You think you put you and Tony and now Kobe. All in the same weight room, man. There was some, there was some weight moving there, man. That was some weight work, right? Yeah, it was. I'm stronger than both of them uh, compared to their uh, senior year. CJ, you told me that uh, you're going to wear 27 at Georgia. You're going to, you're going to take that number on, and you're going to roll with it. What, why is that important to you? You want to, you know, Nick was a great player. He's a workout buddy. You consider him a friend or an older brother. You just said, but for you. I think it sounds to me from listening to you speak like you want to make make people think of CJ Washington when they see 27 as well one day. Is that that's that's a motivating goal for you, right? It is. And Nick also worked 21 in uh high school, but nobody can wear it. But um and I'm starting to wear 27 and also I picked 27 because uh because of Nick really. Like me watching him from uh ever since Georgia. So, like, that's really one reason why I picked it. CJ, do you have a current player at Georgia that you like watching? Uh, or you like the, you like their game? There any any guys you, you you watch them play now and you think, man, that's a great player, you have a lot of respect for what they do? As a running back? Anybody. Yeah. Anybody on the team really is one of those guys that you think it, it really impresses you and you have a lot of respect for their game? Yeah. I was saying, like, as a running back, Swift. Um, but honestly, um, uh, ever since Rusty Menzel uh, said that I look like uh, Noah. No, uh, is it Noah? Nolan. Nolan Smith. Nolan. Okay, okay. Nolan Smith, yeah. Ever since he said that I look like him as a uh, defensive end, that's really, like, who I started, like, looking at every game that I went to. And I think I only been to, I think, I really don't know, but I know I've been to like more than three, but like every time I go, I just like, 
I keep my eyes on him and like I try to see like the difference, like who's like better as like a get off and like who can strike faster and stuff like that and who gets to the quarterback faster out of me and him. So like I was just like looking at like how he is like at every game. CJ, what relationships so what relationships do you have with the Georgia coaches that you feel good about right now? Like I guess it's Schumann and Lanning. What are your relationships like with all those guys? Uh it's tight. I mean, we cool. Um we we don't talk like daily because like I'm like busy. I work out and stuff. And honestly, it's just like it's a bond that I have like with my high school coaches basically. Like it's just it's calm, like it's cool, like it, it's nothing stressful. Like it's just like I guess a bond, I guess. I don't really know how to explain it. CJ, this might be my last question for you. A lot of people just ask, you know, how well do you know the other 2022 guys in state? Is there anybody that you feel like that, you know, would be great to add to the class or any other 2022 guys that you think would be would be good Bulldogs, you know, a type of guy that Georgia could use and really really help the program down the line? Is there anybody you got your eye on? Well, honestly, um, it's just, I guess it's me, but, like, I don't really, like, I don't really look at other players like that unless, like, Coach is me somebody, like, he'll tell me, like, ooh, look at him. Sean doing stuff. But other than that, I really don't even, like, look at football. Like, college football or NFL, I barely even watch this. So, like, I really, I really don't know. But, like, if somebody comes across, like, my mind or, like, my – you know, phone, of course, then, of course, I'm going to hit him up, talk to him, and then I'm going to uh, test the Georgia coach about it. But, like, I just really just chill at home, uh, go to practice, watch cartoons, and actually play the game. That's basically what I do. What cartoons, man? What cartoons you listen to? You watch? I uh, can't watch SpongeBob, no. I can't, I can't watch SpongeBob no more. They said he, uh, he's a rainbow. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I do watch Tom and Jerry. I really like Marvel stuff, so, like, most definitely Superman, Flash, Batman. Batman, Nick got that. He's not at all that. <laughs> so don't tell him I said that. But, um, uh, yeah, Tom and Jerry, uh, most definitely. Um, what else? What's my main one? I think it's Green City, I think. Or, yeah, something green. <laughs> yeah, it's something green. It's just like a cartoon. DJ, you just ripped through a bunch of superheroes and their powers. If I can wave a magic wand and give you one superpower tonight in Cedartown, Georgia, what would, what do you think would be the dopest, coolest superpower to have, man? Like just one? I guess so. Yeah, you could pick you one. All right. If, if 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 I get to see if I can have two, uh-huh. I will say I will say uh, read mine because if I read somebody mine, then like no, I'm gonna say uh, yeah, I'm gonna say read mine and. Speed, how to be speed because like when you can see stuff in like slow mo. So like once the teacher grading in the paper, you know I can like zoom over there look at the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And <laughs> and then um game time for like reading minds, I can see like who's trying to like tackle me. Plus I still got the speed to like dodge in a slow mo. Yeah. And like I can see the play that they're running. That'd be pretty cool. You'd be in the gap before the running back was man, and you yep. know where the quarterback's going the ball. You might have ten interceptions in a season, man. So, right, before we let you guys go, I want to just bring this story to mind. and I want you guys to, to, to just listen to CJ talk about this. 
Now, everybody does their own recruiting thing a different way. Everybody's way is the right way because it's what they worked so hard for and dreamed about. But CJ, in a world where guys that are older than him, 2021s, they're setting top 12s now, top eights, and they're thinking about cutting it down to seven. This man right here said, I've got a top three. And then he said, what, two <laughs> years later, I'm committing on July the 22nd. Boom. That's it. Man, you waste no time. What, why, why did that make sense for you? Oh, no. It's like, all it's just, I'm, don't get me wrong. I am thankful for all the offers and, like, the colleges that actually got in touch with me. But, like, the main ones that I, like, actually talked to was, like, LSU, Tennessee, and Georgia. And, like, they all just – actually like checked up on me my mom like my family asked me like what was going on like how was I doing how was football and my injuries like stuff like that but like the other colleges like they didn't like reach out to me I mean they I mean I know they can't but like I know they can get like someone who can probably I'm pretty sure they can but um yeah so like I just picked those three like it was just simple to me because like if I know that these are the main three that's already talking to me and, like, trying to get, like, me to come to the school, like, as quick as I can, then, like, I already knew who I wanted my top three to be. And then I, like, I didn't want – I really didn't want to waste time, so I wanted to get it over with. So, boom, I chose Georgia. And then that's basically – like, there's, like, to me it doesn't matter anymore. Of course. I'm a dog, but like it doesn't matter. I uh get my grades up on all A's this year in my senior year. Um, but like once this day is over with, it's like it's over with. Of course, I'm a dog. Uh, if they need me to, um, and yeah, I'm just gonna have to keep pushing for like to be the best. Mm. So it's funny if you guys haven't read the Dog Nation story that went live about three oh four after CJ told told the world he was a dog. One of my favorite quotes CJ told me was he's like, man, I'm still a high school kid. Tomorrow I got to go to the weight room. I got to try to get better. I got to grind. I got to work. I may be committed and that's great. And you're going to live it up, but that doesn't substitute. That doesn't stop his hard work. He's like tomorrow he's got to work just like he did the day before and the next day and the next day. You've had that mindset for a while now, right? <laughs> All right, guys. CJ, can you hear me, man? You still there? CJ, can you hear me, buddy? I got you. All right, guys. Um, CJ, man, can you hear me, man? You still there? Hey, can you hear me? Can you, yeah, yeah. Okay. We lost. <laughs> lost you I didn't. I didn't know what happened, so I was like, "It's got to be my headphones." 
So like I, I, something had happened to my headphones, so I had to turn them off. Well, I, and then I had to turn this one on. I, I was like, I, I was, I was worried about my my headphones. I was like, I knew something was up, but uh, I think <laughs> no. CJ, uh, you know, the one thing that we were talking about is like, I don't know if we didn't got to hear your answer, but it was like, you know, you were basically just crystallized it and said, hey man, it's great to be a commitment. It's great to be a dog, but that doesn't mean anything. I still got to work hard. I still got to get better. I still got to hop in the lab and get a lot better every day. Otherwise, none of this really matters. How long have you had that mindset? Well, to me, honestly, I think I only started at my, I want to say, I want to say my grade summer going to high school because like I really came up like like immature and I was just playing around like goofing off and then one day uh like Tony just talked to me and like he texted me and was like uh I need to chill like actually try to take this serious and like because he was like he know that I can be like better than what I am and he said uh that I can actually like be the best that's like in my class and he was just like trying to tell me like I just need to like basically grow up and like just start taking serious. I mean, talk, uh, start taking football more serious. And like, that's actually when it started. And then coach, um, coach talked to me and he was like, and I think coach got, uh, Tony to actually talk to me since he was like a senior and I will listen to him. Hmm. So guys, I hope you guys were as excited and uh, happy to have CJ with with you with us on the program tonight. Uh, everybody wants great physical alpha dogs, explosive, twitchy, fast young men to go play for the University of Georgia. But um, I wanted you guys to to meet Tony, to to meet CJ tonight and hear that story from his former teammate Tony and how it's kind of shaped his life and his walk. But you want great players to play for this university, but you also want a very good dude like CJ. I mean, I've been. I'll be talking to him for about two years now and kind, smile, happy. Feels like he's got so many people in the world he wants to make proud and he's got like a unlimited gas tank to do so. And uh, you can tell he's got a lot of people that are pushing him, that are helping him, raising him. Mom, sister, they've done a very good job. And hey, CJ, for everybody uh, here on Dog Nation tonight, thanks for joining us. And most importantly, congratulations on your commitment today, sir. Hey, appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for actually joining and, you know, asking your questions and getting to know me. Yeah, all right. And CJ, throw out your IG handle and throw out your uh, Twitter handle, man, so we can get those uh, followers up, man. <laughs> um, IG is CJ dot underscore 10 underscore. And if you want to add me on Snap, just because it's, uh, it's actually Cedric uh, LW3. <laughs> There you go. CJ, now that's a good dude. I don't let everybody come in there and plug their their, their Twitter account, their their Instagram account, and their Snapchat account. But for you, man, it's fun. anytime we can do so, man. Thanks for, thanks for <laughs> hey, taking the time, it, man. man. And, uh, hey, I'll catch up with you down the road, man. Okay, that's cool. Thank you. Take it easy, CJ. Hey, you too. <laughs> All right, guys. That. You have it. The man of the day, C.J. Washington. How'd you guys like that interview? I, I hope Facebook uh, got some of their questions in. I hope YouTube got some of their questions in. But uh, you know, that's how we're starting the program with a commitment. I know everybody's been, I've been going through that bad news town about maybe some of the, some of the, some of the commitments that haven't been happening and going Georgia's way. You start thinking of them. You, you receiver chose Florida. Offensive lineman chose Alabama. 
safety chose Miami. It's been like a lot of a lot of gut punches to the mouth. And um, listen, guys, I know he's a 2022, but that young man right there is going to do great things for the University of Georgia. And it was a good day for uh, for Dog Nation to see a, a talented young man in the 2022 class, bench pressing almost 400 pounds. Still got two seasons of high school football to go. C.J. Washington, and I hope you guys um, – I just got a little taste, but you can see how impressive he is um, to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, we had a great conversation there, a Dog Nation conversation with C.J. Washington, and now let's jump into kind of what we normally do uh, on our program, and I think everybody wants to know. It's that time. Uh, let's take a look. First and foremost, Georgia had lost the commitment since the last time we spoke. That was uh, three-star defensive tackle Marlon Dean out of Elbert County, Georgia, in Elberton. And that drops Georgia's commitment uh, tally down to 10 for the class of 2021. Uh, I think that ranks them, ranks them number 15 overall on the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Let's take a look at uh, the commitment board right now. Obviously, everything starts right there with uh, Brock Vandegriff. He actually moved up from the number – 12, excuse me, the number 13 prospect in the land to the number 12. Uh, he moved up a spot. Um, you keep going on down the list. Um, you see uh, the second uh, highest rated commitment there still remains um, Micah Morris uh, out of Camden County. He actually moved up a spot as well. Um, number 56 overall, up one spot. David Daniel, everybody knows his name. Uh, he had that picture actually just over the weekend with James Williams as well. Number four athlete, number 75 overall, just down one spot. He's going to be at safety at the University of Georgia. Lavoisier Carroll moved up one spot to number 114 overall. Dylan Fairchild moved up three spots. He's the number 131 overall prospect, of course, you guys follow his pure 24-7 sports rating. He is a top 50 prospect as well. Jonathan Jefferson moved up too. He's now the number 142 player overall. Elijah Judy is the number 166 player overall. Neat little twist here We're for Jamon Dumas-Johnson. He was our guest uh, last week on Before the Hedges, but Jamon Dumas-Johnson has now been re-rated, um, moving from an – outside linebacker prospect where he was the nation's number 14 outside linebacker prospect. He now moves up to inside linebacker, the nation's number 10 inside linebacker, uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, number 213 overall. He moves up one spot. Uh, Chaz Chambliss also moved up to the number 250 overall prospect, uh, number nation's number 17 outside backer. Uh, and then finally, now the lowest rated bulldog is uh, one of the, the only remaining three star is Adonai, Mitchell out of uh, – he's actually out of Texas. You see there he played his final season of high school football in Tennessee. It's very interesting. That guy's already a high school graduate. Um, he is going to spend the next few months training and getting ready for his first year of college football in 2021. But he has moved up one spot to the number 370 overall prospect. Uh, next thing we got to look at, and, you know, we've had some departures. Everybody wants to know about that top targets list, and let's just jump in there right now. Starting with a new number 13, Prince Colley has been on this list before. He's now on this list again. You start thinking about Colley. He's a guy that played slot receiver and receiver, had over 1,000 yards receiving, also had 70-plus tackles as, a, as an outside linebacker for his high school in Jonesboro, Tennessee, David Crockett High School. 
Um, Kali is a na- now a name you think about who's going to be that athlete at the star position, the guy that can play some linebacker, the guy that can play some defensive back. Um, Kali is a name that uh, it's been on this list before, but now he's back on this list. Number 12, you see Mason Smith, the five-star defensive tackle. Going to be some heavy lifting to get him out of Louisiana. New name on the list is Shamar Turner. That's about six foot three and a half out of DeSoto, Texas. Um, four-star defensive lineman. I think he's a top 10 defensive end. Number 10 is a guy that was on the list last week, but now he moves up several spots. That's Tarion Arnold. I believe 24-7 Sports has him as the nation's number two safety. Obviously, the loss of James Williams means that the remaining safeties in the class certainly got a lot more important. Uh, number nine is Dijon Nugget Warren. He recently established his top six. Georgia made the top six. Uh, number eight is Nyland Green out of Newton High School. That's in Covington, Georgia. I think Nyland tells me he's looking to make his decision sometime in the middle of his senior year. Um, still needs a little bit more research to do, but he doesn't actually need um, a whole lot of visits. Uh, he's seen a lot of these schools over the last couple of years. Number seven, Donovan Edwards, still that running back in the class out of West Bloomfield, Michigan. Um, I, with that young man right there, I, I think I keep saying this a lot because it's just what I hear. The longer he stays uncommitted, he doesn't decide to choose Michigan. That's better for Georgia in the long run there. I think the chances improve. Uh, number six is Xavier Sori. He's now at ING Academy. Everybody's moving up after a couple of the names dropped off after last week. Uh, Xavier Sori is a highly athletic linebacker, could play inside or outside. I think the most likely position for him, and should he choose Georgia in the Georgia defense, would be as an inside backer. He was the guy, I don't know if you guys saw this story on Instagram, but Georgia's kind of name, image, and likeness work they're doing with creating a brand for a lot of their targets is you see a pair of scissors for Xavier Sori. And that's because Xavier, who I guess had the reputation, is a guy that liked to style guys up and to work on their fades and cut their hair. And he actually cut uh, Glenn Schumann's hair right there outside the uh, recruiting lounge uh, in the West End Zone at Sanford Stadium. He actually uh, uh, trimmed up, lowered the ears for Coach Schumann and did a pretty good job. Number five, Brock Bowers. Be very interested to see how that um, visit to Washington goes later this month. He's told us that he wanted to also visit um, Washington as well before he gets closer to making his decision. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, Gaffney. uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney and Gaffney, South Carolina. You'll see a couple more clips from him, but he recently named his top six, I believe. Maybe it was a top six. Maybe it's a top five. I also hear a lot of chatter about him making his decision shortly and coming soon. And uh, I think if Tyrion Ingram Dawkins makes his decision fairly soon, then that might be some uh, balm for a lot of those hurt feelings for a lot of Georgia recruiting fans or maybe just gut punches over the last few weeks. Number three is Schmile Munden Jr. out of Paulden County, moves up another spot. Number two is Corey Foreman out of Centennial, Corona, California. You guys have seen the news about the state of California. They're moving their high school season from January to April, um, which means a guy like Corey Foreman, he wants to stay in the state of uh, California. He has played his last high school football because he does plan to enroll early. And the number one um, top target on the list this week, he moves up back into the number one spot, is six foot seven and a half, Amarius Mims out of Blakely County in Cochran, Georgia. Uh, Amarius Mims certainly becomes a lot more imposing and important now. 
uh, considering uh, what Georgia still wants to do with its offensive line class. And, guys, this list has changed a lot over the last few weeks, but there are your top targets for the week of July 22nd. Uh, 2020. Um, there you go with that. Um, guys, so here's what you got. You got the top targets out of the way. We've got the commitment board out of the way, the movers and shakers with a little bit of re-rankings. Um, lots of dogs moved up a little bit, a little bit in the rankings this week. But uh, right now, another great episode of Before the Hedges is always brought to you by our great partners at Kroger. Kroger, as always, right around halftime, here on our Dog Nations, Dog Nation before the Hedges program, uh, we always we always kind of two quarters in. Um, we take a quick break, and we'd like to let you guys listen to a, this message from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online. Choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, thank you, Brandon, for those uh, those fine words. Uh, so, hey, let me take a quick, let me get a quick, you know, 20-second timeout. How are you guys feeling? How would you feel about listening to C.J. Washington tonight? How do you feel about some good news to kind of counteract a lot of that bad juju that's going on, seeing targets that were considered priority, targets to the University of Georgia choosing elsewhere? I know that James Williams um, news was stunning. I, you'd heard a little bit about him leaning a certain way and maybe leaning away from Georgia, but you just didn't you didn't hear that it was going to come so fast. Um, and he decided to make up his mind right there. I think just want to know how – you guys feel today feel a little bit better getting some good news from uh, CJ Washington in a big building block of the 2020 class. And I think uh, now's a chance to uh, take a minute and uh, we do this every week. We, we, we pull out some tweets. We want to make sure you guys got a chance to see. And uh, why don't we, why don't we look at that one from James Williams right there to begin with James Williams. Um, rated as the nation's number one athlete, 6'5", about 220, can do basically anything on the defensive side of the ball. Shared his commitment last night. He um, brought up um, his memories of his dearly departed mother. Um, very tragic story about how he lost his mother at an early age. You see the way Miami worked him on hometown vibes and trying to stay close to home and be a good part of what they're trying to do there with. Um, with uh, the Hurricanes and the U, uh, man, great piece for Manny Diaz. I know a lot of people will look at that and say that um, certainly the ball in the ACC is going to get a lot tougher because Miami's added a couple pieces now to their secondary uh, with the 2021 class. They've got two upper echelon safeties in the 2021 class as well. So the Hurricanes got, are getting a lot better on the recruiting trail over the last couple of, last couple of days. Um, the next tweet I want you to bring out, I want to make sure you guys see, um, we were talking about C.J. Washington earlier today. We visited with him. I want to pull up, this is him bench pressing. And he actually has 375 on the bar right here. He pushes that up. He actually ends up this week um, with a one rep max of 385 pounds on the bench. Just a staggering amount of strength for a rising high school junior. 6'2", about 226 pounds. 
you see that right there. And then a second tweet um, we had for you guys today. Um, we wanted you to see, um, we wanted you to see uh, his commitment video. You, you saw some of that sprinkled in there. You see him working out. You see him and his family enjoying it. Um, him becoming a bulldog, putting the Georgia gear on, celebrating. You see him working out in the weight room. I thought it was interesting. He, he told us he's been working out for Nick Chubb for about almost two years now. And certainly that's a good thing for any future bulldog. Um, the Dog Nation commitment story that went up earlier today had a pretty good story about um, he actually committed to Georgia about three weeks ago um, on June the 15th or shortly thereafter. And it was funny. He was, he was calling um, with his maybe one of the normal FaceTime chats that he does as a highly regarded target and commitment. And uh, he was FaceTiming into the staff and the staff would, um, the staff basically greeted him with a birthday cake and they wished him happy birthday on his birthday back on June the 15th. Very cool story there from CJ Washington. You see his commitment video there uh, as well. The next couple of, uh, next tweet I got for you, and it was another, we brought him up earlier today on the show. That was Marcus Burke. Marcus Burke, really fast receiver, uh, runs nine routes really well, catches a lot of things, needs to put on some weight, but you know, Georgia's definitely seeking those speed receivers in the 2021 class. Um, definitely wants to add some more speed. Guys that can put their foot in the ground and really um, create havoc on a defensive secondary. Um, you see Marcus Burke commits to, commits to the University of Florida there. I um, want to show you Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, number one. First of all, you see him. He names his top six, I believe. You see the big Gaffney Peach, if anybody's ever driven. Um, up through Anderson, up through 85, Columbia, Greenville, Spartanburg, excuse me, not Columbia. But um, you go on your way to uh, Charlotte. You remember that big peach? If anybody saw the House of Cards uh, show on Netflix, that peach also made an appearance there in Gaffney as well. But um, sounds like a commitment is coming soon for Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Never forget this young man, and I want you to see this clip of him on the basketball court as well from another tweet. Um, he was about 233 pounds, 240 pounds a year ago. Now he's over 300, playing some AAU basketball, it looks like. Look how nimble he is in the paint, showing off some moves a little bit right there. And you're talking about 6'5", 300 pounds right there. Certainly, uh, he would be a type of, you know, welcome addition for Georgia, for, for, for Trey Scott, Travion Scott, and how that um, defensive line room can never have enough dogs. Uh, did you guys see the story? Um, this past week, I know Georgia put their um, Georgia put their um, and one more. I think we've got one more tweet I wanted to show you guys. Um, I wanted to show you this one, and this is Daniel Calhoun. And folks, he is about to be a high school freshman. He got his first offer. That offer was from the University of Georgia. He goes to Centennial High School in North Atlanta. Six five three twenty five about to be a freshman offensive tackle in high school. Um, he's got his first offer from the University of Georgia, and he announced that today on Twitter. Wow, 6'5", 325, about to be, my gosh, insert your, your own favored um, pronunciation, but oh my gosh, a freshman. 2024 football player, um, has four seasons of high school football to go, is already 6'5", 325 and has his first offer from his home state, Georgia Bulldogs. 
Daniel Calhoun. That's definitely a name to uh, remember right there. But uh, the number story, that's what I wanted to get on. Mike, our, our buddy Michael Carvel actually wrote something about this on Dog Nation last night. You see Darnell Washington with the zero. Cedric Von Prong Granger is 63. Keely Ringo is number five. Well, I'm curious if anybody's going to grab Devod Wilson's number one on the defensive side of the ball now that that comes open. Uh, Kendall Milton is 22. Tate Ratledge is 51. Jalen Kimber is number six. Um, you see Jermaine Burton gets the number seven. That should mean a lot of seven points for the University of Georgia. Um, all the freshmen, they've got their numbers now. And when you see freshmen claiming numbers and you see the rosters up with all the freshmen on there, that certainly um, feels like falls here. feels like the season is upon us when you start seeing things like that. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Those were your chatter. No, let me see. You guys got any questions? Anything you guys want to talk about? We've re-racked the top targets. We've seen some online chatter. We've seen the commitment board. We've spoken to C.J. Washington, who I think is now the 2020 Dog Nation before the Hedges. <clears throat> Dog Nation before the Hedges, current leader in the clubhouse in terms of bench presses, uh, in terms of the people that have hung out with us so far on one of our weekly programs. Uh, let me, let me first off start with, um, let me give YouTube the honors tonight. Um, questions are popping in there. Noah Sheldon brings out some uh, Dejon Edwards um, mojo. He thinks Dejon is the next son Michelle. Um, Caleb Hurtow brings up uh, Jordan Hancock. Well, with Jordan, I wouldn't know how, know how much we'd call, we'd call him a miss. Georgia just prioritized a lot of guys. Um, for Ohio State, for instance, had Jordan Hancock as their number one overall corner in the board. And it's very interesting how some programs you hear about what their boards look like. And uh, Jordan Hancock was very valued highly by both Clemson and uh, Ohio State. And Georgia had its focus on – and it still has its focus on guys like Nylon Green and Dejon Warren. But um, Tony Grimes was always at the top of the board for the Georgia. And you see Tony Grimes actually – the recent re-ranking of everything, I think he's now the nation's number five uh, cornerback. Uh, Noah Sheldon wants to know about why we're going on that far in the future. I just think that was an eyebrow-raising story about how a young man in the state of Georgia class of 2024 picks up his first offer from the University of Georgia already with that size. Um, Mario Brewster, I do think James Williams does start day one at Miami. Um, got some... Uh, a lot of James Williams thoughts. Um, Mark Morris, if he he was looking at our uh, top targets list, and he said if Georgia can get three or four of those top seven or eight, will be good. I really think, guys, when you look at um, when you look at how uh, when you look at um, really momentum Georgia recruiting class I think um the top three now I think it makes Amarius Mims it makes Corey Foreman and it makes Shmile Munden Jr. so very important I know most fans would sit there and think Georgia better go one out of three hope to go two out of three three out of three I think I mean if you could tell me the University of Georgia could add 
um, Mims, and then Foreman. And it is sounds like it is definitely a fight with Auburn for uh, Schmeyer, Munden Jr. Um, I think if you can get those two names up at the top, I think Corey Foreman is a guy that will come in and be well-equipped to play alongside Trayvon Walker at the defensive end spots for Georgia. Um, he is one of those um, really special players, kind of like what we always keep saying about a guy like James Williams as well. Uh, Silent Chaos wants to know how I feel about Arch Manning. Silent, I'll, I'll take care of that for you. First of all, kudos to my boy Sam Spiegelman, who got, I think, the first on-the-record interview with uh, Arch Manning. Um, of course, that young man's going to be well-schooled. Uh, he's going to have the finest instruction. I wonder if what type of quarterback body he will be. People tend to forget that you know, Archie Manning was Johnny Football before Johnny Football was cool. He was all over the place. He was an improvisational passer, great runner. Here, It sounds like Arch Manning has started to, to show some legs and some wheels early on in his career. He's put on some weight. I think he's up to about 6'2 right now. It'll be interesting to see if he gets to be as tall as – his uncle Peyton Manning and and also Eli Manning. I think Peyton was six five six six when he was coming out as a uh, as a prospect. Um, let me see. Um, I think that one's going to take a minute, and it's going to be interesting. You, you see, Duke's going to have a chance. Uh, Tennessee will have a chance. Uh, Ole Miss will have a chance. LSU. A lot of those schools like that. Oklahoma. All those schools will probably have a really good chance at Arch Manning. But again got three more seasons and probably 12,000 yards of passing ahead of him before he makes his uh, college decision. Let me jump over on Facebook. Anybody got uh, good questions on Facebook? I wanted to uh, check and see a couple of things. Um, what did you guys think about the numbers that came out? What did you guys think about that? Uh, I'd also like to know while I'm pulling up the slide, tell me who you think is probably who do you think is the absolute, if I can give you two commitments that were on that board or any two players that Georgia could add to their class to kind of reverse come some of the, the mo that is going on right now with the Georgia 2021 recruiting, who would be the two? I'd, I'm curious to see who would be the two guys. Do you guys feel Georgia needs to have, add to grab a lot of much needed momentum back who would be the two for you I want to do say one thing because I've seen somebody um, bringing up some points either on our dog nation forum about you know Alabama's killing it Alabama's great they're, they're recruiting offensive linemen like crazy well I put this in the forum and I hope you guys got a chance to see it the dog nation forum forum.dognation.com but you know, there's, a, there's a simple reason why um Alabama's recruiting so well on the offensive line right now. And it's just look at what they did last year. They had the nation's uh, number 25 offensive tackle, Javion Cohen. I think he was number 310 overall. They got uh, another another guard tackle type who was a three-star, number 340 overall. And then they got another center as well, right around the number 400 player overall. I actually got a pretty good center out of Buford High School in uh, Gwinnett County. But – you look at what they got and it was nothing compared to the type of class. Um, the staggering amount of all Americans and five stars. You think, you think Georgia got, uh, you know, a top three tackle, top five tackles in both Roderick Jones and Tate Ratledge. Uh, Chad Lindbergh was also another top 150 player. He was an Under Armour all American. 
Um, Cedric Von Prime Granger was a uh, drummer All-American, the nation's number one center. I think the number 50 overall prospect, number 40-ish overall prospect. Austin Blasky, a young man out of Savannah, Georgia, I think he's really got a bright future at Georgia. He moves really well, very versatile. You could see him playing all across the line at the University of Georgia, kind of like one of those Cade Mays type players. Devin Willick, the young man out of um, New Jersey, I think, that came from one of the better programs um, in, in, in New Jersey. He's a guy that was injured his senior year, but you're starting to hear a lot of good things about him, potentially as a guard and a tackle, because he's got a lot of length. He's a worker. Um, always was the type of guy that would be leading every conditioning group um, for his high school coming out. And, uh, his, I remember his high school coach told me that you know, they got Devin really raw. And if Devin would have had maybe three or four years in the program, they would have thought he would have been a you know, Ohio State, Alabama, you know, that type of recruit, top 10 overall uh, tackle in the country. You also have Cameron Kinney um, out of Collins Hill. Georgia got a lot of really good pieces um, in the uh, out of their seven offensive linemen they got, which kind of fit what, what Munkin wants to do and fits what Matt Luke wants to do, kind of changing the bodies up a little bit um, to be able to maybe run out on the edges and attack the edges a little bit better. Um, going forward so that's natural there's a yin and yang to recruiting so you see Georgia loading up with four or five offensive linemen better than anybody Alabama even signed last year and then Alabama's obviously going to be able to recruit very well when they did not prioritize the offensive line a year ago uh Dante Green wants to know about Broderick Jones is he okay yeah he's okay I think he he should be ready by early August um did not have a significant injury there at all. Um, DeMarco Thomas feels that he wants Foreman and Dawkins. It'd be very interesting to see that defensive line come together. Um, Desmond Lee says, I promise y'all winning solves all recruiting problems. Uh, Christopher White. Hey, man, thanks for that. That's the uh, Rose Bowl polo. If you guys got a chance to see it, that was the media gift. Um, uh, Mohammed Salama. Uh, he's nervous about Georgia recruiting. I mean, natural opinions are what they are. You can certainly feel nervous, but I don't think this staff has ever given anybody a, a lot of chance to worry about recruiting. I mean, once when, as soon as um, visits are allowed and guys can get on the road and guys can go visit the university of Georgia, then I think that's when Georgia will be able to distinguish its brand and continue distinguishing its brand. If you look at, what's happening right now, it's basically level the playing field. There's not a lot of differences right now where recruits can go see what's the difference between a, a visit to Arkansas or a visit to Kentucky versus Georgia or Georgia versus a Rutgers or, you know, even like a North Carolina versus a Georgia, Florida State versus a Georgia. I think um, the ability for Georgia to distinguish itself with this personable guys on the staff, I think their hands are tied right now and they just, they're just not getting the chance to sell the program and show why things are different at the university of Georgia. Um, Philip Jordan Wells bringing, brings up uh, Terry and Arnold, man. I really like that guy's film a lot, a lot. Um, Chad Buchanan says Georgia really needs to go three for three with Mims, Foreman, and Munden. Smith would be the cherry on top. Chad, I think you probably, if you get a three for three or three for four, why wouldn't you put Tyrion Ingram Dawkins in there as well? Um, 
Brian Marcoulier has got a question. He, do I think Georgia will ever adopt the Clemson mold of once you commit, no other visits? No, I don't think so at all. I think, I think Georgia's mode has always been come check us out. If you like us, great, but there's no pressure. Go see everybody else is out there. They want, they want, they want these, these young men to go see others places and visit other places and talk to other coaches and, and see if they feel the same way because Folks, they, don't, they feel they're so good about what they have to offer at the University of Georgia when you continue to add in these facilities that they're upgrading even further. They just don't feel any other school in the country can offer these young men the type of things that the University of Georgia can. And they want them to go see it. They want them to kick the tires. And they want them to see the weight room size. They want to see the facilities, the locker rooms, strength and conditioning programs, the, the player lounges. They want everybody to see the differences. Um, between Georgia and everybody else, because they put a lot of time and effort into making it as good as it as good as it can be. All right, guys, that is another Wednesday night live before the hedges here on Dog Nation. I want to thank our guest tonight, CJ Washington. I want to thank the folks at Kroger for their wonderful sponsorship of all we do here on Dog Nation. A couple things I wanted you to know. Have you checked out the new Dog Nation app yet? We, we, we upgraded that a little bit. We've got some new bells and whistles with it. I want to know what you think of it. Uh, be checking for that in your app, in your iPhone or on your um, Android phone as well. Got a new app for everybody to get used to. Um, I want to remind everybody that Before the Hedges, this very program right here is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and also on the Apple podcast platform. Um, my good buddy, Brandon Adams, has a few more days of vacation left, and thankfully, he hasn't had, a, had the chance to be on deck for a lot of those Fred G. Sanford moments. I know a lot of the young folks on this feed probably don't know what Fred G. Sanford is unless they're watching something on TV land or some YouTubes, but uh, maybe the heart palpitations about coming to join Elizabeth will be slowed over the next uh, two weeks, three weeks or so. I uh, know he would be lamenting the loss of uh, James Williams. Um, hope everybody have the, has themselves a very good week. Hope everybody gets a chance to go through Kroger, get your groceries, get in and out, and everybody stay safe out there, stay well. And for everybody here at Dog Nation, I thank you for joining us again on another episode of Before the Hedges here on Dog Nation. And we'll see you guys again real soon on the pages of dognation.com. Take it, take it easy, everybody, tonight. Everybody stay safe and well out there and wear those masks. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.